Robin, how are you doing? Well, what can you say? Big fucking Boris has uh, done us, doesn't he? On Saturday. Oh, yeah. He's done the pair of us, mate. He's done the pair of us in different he's, ways. He's fucking done us, you know. And and I thought I was getting away with it because I thought, all oh, right, we're okay up in Scotland because we're on this, this tier system. But looks like Nicola's going to have to bend bend over and, and take it as well, isn't she? Because uh, she can't get access to the furlough money without, uh, without going on a lockdown. So, unfortunately, she hasn't got the... The power to to do anything different, so we're gonna have to. Looks like we're gonna have to go with a lockdown in Scotland as well, whether we like it or not. So, yeah, yeah all, all in the, all as you say, all in the technicality, because ah. unless you're officially in lockdown, it looks like you can't access the fur, well furlough scheme, but job retention scheme. I think it's called now, isn't it? That's right. I mean, that's a, that's a bit of a pain in the ass going forward for swimming pools and. You know, it just means that uh, if any swimming pool wants to access the job retention scheme or the furlough, then uh, they've effectively got to be closed, uh, which which isn't uh, which isn't great news. It isn't great news, and it looks like we're going to be having this lockdown where swimming pools will probably. I know there's I know there's a campaign to keep them open, but there's no chance. There's no chance. I, I, I th- yeah, I, I mean, I think the cam- I don't know about you, Robin, but my thoughts of the campaign is this: is that as the head of an organisation, whether it be Swim Scotland, Swim England, Swim Wales, whatever it might be, as the head of the organisation is actually actively going out there and saying we're fighting our corner, even though they know in the back of their mind it might be futile or it might be only a very slim chance it works, they have to at least be able to put the right press statements out, you know, put the letters out saying that, look, we've contacted government, we're appealing because we're doing X, Y and Z. Um, I think it's, it's a political move that you have to do even though it might be futile, it's got to be. I mean, the thing is, you need to you need to apply pressure. Yeah, it's much it's much the same as going back to May June time when Swim England cre- created the document where Richard Lamborn and the rest of the, the, the guys, the parties, they had to prove that they were worth opening, and they almost had to apply pressure. Yeah. You have to apply pressure. If you don't apply pressure, you'll get left behind by the other industries who are all battling, who are all trying to stay open, who are all fighting for a piece of the pie. And then yeah. and the thing is, we're having to... The, both governments in, in the UK and Scotland, they're, they're, they're applying trade-offs, you know. They're opening this, but that means they can't open that, which I can understand. They're trying to just reduce things and, and reduce risk. Yeah. And they can't open everything at the same time, but if you've got to fight your corner, really, really got to fight your corner, you've got to, and- you've got to show that what you deliver is worth something to society and the mental well-being, well-being of people, activity, obesity, everything. Yeah. Activity has got. We've got to be pushing that, and we need. They need to get some celebrities. They need to get somebody. They need to get Ian Ogilvy. They need to get the Jedi <laughs> next to come out and say, "Listen, you need to get folks swimming here. You need is it, and and they need to be saying, listen. There's, there's, there's not even two percent of COVID nineteen cases are related to any. You know, I think it's two percent. Yeah. They think is maybe related to and, yeah from the from the track and trace data yeah, from this no, you're right. sporting activities think, and leisure activities and activity. You know, do you know what I mean? We need to be shouting that from the rooftops. And but listen, we're going to be in fucking lockdown by Thursday, isn't it? You know, and it's uh, yes. Oh God, yeah, Robin. You know what I mean? So back to it again. Back to it again. I've just got a load of work lined up. I mean, 
there's uh, there's big Boris not realise that, you know. I'm just it's Christmas coming up. Do you know what, Robin? I've been I've been quite lucky because what I'm doing this week, uh, getting people panic at, with me at the weekend. You, you know, I was getting emails and people saying I'm coming to your course and there's a couple of people that have booked hotels and various different things. And um, I'm doing a slightly different thing this week. It's a five day long course I was teaching. So I've switched Thursday, Friday to online. Nice, nice, nice one. Um, obviously, the hotels will refund them. And, and it took me a bit of organising on the Sunday, trying to rally around and contact people and stuff like that. But um, do you know what? Today I met the candidates. There was 10 of them. And they were absolutely grateful that I'd managed to find a way around it. Um, because they said, well, look, we thought this was going to get cancelled. And a couple of them were like, this is the second time I've tried to get on this course, but it was cancelled with the first lockdown. So... I said to him, look, you have to bear with me because the actual thing I'm doing this week, Robin, it's um, it's it's the first time it's ever been done partly over a Zoom. So it's uh, going to be a learning curve this week for me. Absolutely, but- absolutely. Listen, you've got to adapt, big guy, and, and we are quite lucky that we have put uh, some processes and protocols into place. I mean, I, I certainly have got a number of training courses booked uh, uh, this week especially, I've got update courses. I, w- I was doing one today, I've got one tomorrow, I've got one Thursday. I'm hopeful that I'll be able to deliver all three of those. Um, and I've got three-day courses coming up, but instead of face-to-face, I might be offering the client maybe um, the first two days online, and then we can you know, we can reconvene for the, the third day and we'll, we'll keep in touch. And yeah. we, you know, we'll, we'll just need to do what we can. Now, it all depends on whether staff are able, willing and permitted uh, to actually access online learning because I know the part of the furlough scheme is that they might not be able to access it, they might not be able to work, but I think you are permitted through you're permitted to do some training. So hopefully, hopefully we can still touch base and continue to do online training. Yeah, I mean, Otherwise, the listeners are going to end up listening to you and I making podcasts every fucking day, and that's going to kill them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it will. I mean, Robin as well. I mean, you've seen this as well tonight. And it's sneaky. I noticed the details. I was driving back tonight because me and Robin, by the way, for the listeners, have decided to do this as a bit of an emergency podcast. We did have scheduled another one with a guest this week on Thursday. Um, I think it was Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. But this was an emergency broadcast, really, because, um, because of lockdown. And I said to Robin over the weekend, maybe we need to talk about hibernating the pools again. But it's sneaky what Boris has done. You know, the tonight's announcement I saw there, he said, after 28 days in England, we won't be in lockdown, but we will be reverting back to the tiered system. And if we go back to tier three, then tier three was local restrictions apply. And we've already seen it in the case of Liverpool. They did close pools and gyms, but then the likes of Lancashire didn't. And I just, I've got a horrible feeling that if we go back to local restrictions, um, a lot of them this time around will be saying, actually, pools, gyms, forget it. It's not happening. Well, uh, it's funny you say that, Ian, because uh, the facility I was working at today, uh, I was doing a a, a pool plant update course, and um, it was uh, it was in the north of England, and the guys obviously were were uh, working very very hard, obviously over the weekend when they got the 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 news, and what they're saying is that there's a potential for swimming pools uh, to shut to January. And not bother opening over the Christmas period, because uh, by the time by the, by the time we we get beyond this uh, this lockdown, you're looking at opening up your pools kind of mid December possibly, and uh, you know there's no point in having it opening o- over the Christmas period because that would 
probably not really. Um, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't attract a lot of, of visitors potentially to to the sites, and whether it's worth it is another question. So I don't know. I'm hoping that the people will think positively and will want to open yeah. up, and they will want to try and you know even if it's for a short period of time, try to keep going. But then you've got decisions to make. You know, there's decisions to make. What do we do? You know, if you if you're at a swimming pool and you're now sitting there, come Thursday, do you close the pool completely, switch everything yeah. off, uh, you know, take your heating right down, uh, circulation pumps off, uh, have no uh, chemical dosing. We obviously insulation and in, uh, pool cover on the full works, and we close everything off and raise our free chlorine up to twenty milligrams per liter. Do you go with that or? Do you take the wee chance and do you, do you keep it ticking over, reduce the temperature, reduce the circulation pumps down and just keep and, and maybe keep a, chemi- a chlorine residual keeping ticking over and just continue to run it for the four weeks uh, on the chance that maybe, maybe you can open up very quickly and, and you'll be ready and ready to go as soon as you get that wee, that wee flag. Because the problem there is that if you keep it going, right, someone's going to have to go in and check it. That's the thing. Yes. Now, if you're getting told, depends on what, what the stipulations are, uh, obviously non-essential travel, you know, everyone's going to have to try and adhere to that. But if you live around the corner or, you know, the your your site is on your doorstep and you can easily access it once a day just to go in and do a wee check, pull test, make sure that the circulating pumps are okay, nothing's tripped, the automatic dozing's uh, working correctly, then that's maybe feasible, isn't it? isn't it, Ian? I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, that could be done. But if someone has to travel 15 miles to get to their swimming pool to do a, a, a once a day check, then you're probably saying that's probably not uh, essential well, travel. Well, Robin, the um, tonight is well coming home. Uh, they are saying obviously Wales are close to coming up their fire blade rock down, and the first minister of Wales, I think it's Devonshire, I think the guy's called. Yeah, he was he was saying, um, yeah, we are going to come out. However. Travel from Wales to England is banned unless you have a valid, a good valid reason. So I want you to imagine this. Think about the English-Welsh border there. You know, you've got some major cities like Chester and stuff like that. Yeah. So you might have duty officers, some general managers who just live slightly over the border into Wales. Yeah. yeah. Who are going to be that person who's maybe going to travel out to do the pool test, to, do the, to just double-check that the day tanks are full and all the other little bits and pieces. Um, Stopped by the police, and he says, "Look, I've got to go and check my pool." And they, and they and police don't understand pools. No, they they no, don't understand pools. No, they they won't know that pools technically need looking after like toddlers all the time. And you'll go, "Well, I don't think that's an essential travel." Slap, there's your fine. Absolutely, hundred percent. And and all in the grand scheme of things, you know, essential travel to to the police will be for food manufacturing, ph- pharmaceuticals, and utilities, which is that's. That, you know, understandably, that's what they'll have been told. You know, care, you know, healthcare, pharmaceuticals, utilities, and food manufacturing and, and manufacturing. You you can get a letter. You, you have to produce a letter. I mean, my wife's a nurse. She's got a card that she produces when she stopped. Uh, when she was when when it was during lockdown, she produces a card, and the police are like, "Yeah, bro, no bother, on your way." Well, if you, you know, if you think Robin during lock during lockdown one, shall we call it, and lockdown two, obviously we're going to. During lockdown one, fathers weren't even allowed in the rooms for delivery of babies in some instances. That's right. yeah. yeah. And 
you know, we weren't allowed to go to people's deathbeds who were dying of coronavirus or even just dying in general in hospitals. Um, you know, there was a lot of things which you were not allowed to do. You know, MOT stopped. Um, everyone got an exemption for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you saying, as you say, healthcare, but even maybe saying, look, I'm really sorry, but my mum, my dad, whoever has been rushed into hospital, you know, it's non-COVID related, but they're quite ill. Would they see that as essential travel? Yeah. I don't know. No, it's, so. it's tough. It's tough. So, I mean, each each individual site's now going to have to risk assess it. Uh, I do think option one, if you can achieve it, just cranking yeah. everything down, that is the number one option, if you can. But it has to, yeah. but it has to be done adhering to the government guidelines. So you're probably looking at very, very few swimming pools being able to achieve that. I, I, I would, you know, let's let's just get this out in the car. So me and Robin, what we're doing here is we're kind of regurgitating TN43. Yep. So that was technical note 43, done back in March 2020. Um, as far as we're aware, I don't think PewTag are going to release another technical note just now because um, it's such short notice, and I think they'll just refer back to TN43 as well. I'm, I'm not I'm not quoting for them here. I don't see that as chapter and verse, but that's what I would have thought would be the option. Um, now, we discussed this way back when on a webinar, I mean, uh, um, Robin, in the summer, Mr. Nix joined us as well, where a lot of polls unofficially did the third option, which is where they drained. Now, guys, I'm not being funny. You take the average 25-metre pool to do this correctly, you know, draining only at three centimetres an hour, you know, plus the fact you've got to cool the pool, you know, fill it back up, all the rest of it. Um, you're talking about chlorination. I usually schedule, when I've got to drain and refill a pool, for whatever reason that might be, in the back of my head, I always schedule somewhere between 9 to 11 days, depending on its depth. Yeah? Yeah, yep, yep, definitely. So if, if we're only a 28-day lockdown here and it's almost two weeks to drain it and refill it, I would not be doing that as an option. And the amount of pools that we've seen with our hands up that have had a tiling failure, They've discovered they've got a leak, you know, discovered problems with the systems. Uh, leave the pool full. That's the best bit I could describe to you is just leave the pool full and don't mess around with it. So going back to TN43, our options, firstly, as Robin was saying there, is reduce circulations option one. Yeah. So, Robin, as you said, you, you turn everything back. Slowly cool the pool down. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good option. You know, if you can get away with it, you might have a variable speed drive. We can reduce the circulation slightly. Um, Robin, I've seen I've lost your your mic voice there. I think I don't know what you've done with your phone. I can see your lips moving. Go on, Robin. No, I've still lost you there. So yeah, reduce the circulation. Yeah, I think um, we we just need to remind everyone. You can turn off your UV. You can turn off your coagulant. So you know you can you can pretty much turn most things off, right? You just yeah. need to keep the circulation ticking over, uh, and you know you're you're looking at you know you don't want to be turning uh, turning the heating completely off. Yeah, that's the other thing. But we want to be rank, crank, cranking everything down. If you've got variable speed drives, then that's the easy option, isn't it? Just going right down with it, and you can mm. program that in. Uh, but I mean that, that's the thing. See, instead of switching everything off, you're going to just pr you're pretty much switching, you know, seventy five percent of your 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 main components off, right? Uh, or turning the rest right down. So the energy saving is there. There is a lot of energy saving, but there is a lot there's a lot to gain and from keeping that circulation going. But you have you have to do it following the government guidelines, which is 
the externals, the uncontrollables that we can't control. These are the things that you've got to adhere to, you know. And I, and I would as well, just just as a reminder for this, if you're going to turn your, your flocculent off, let's be fair, you know, a few months ago, we had loads of pulls calls up saying, I turned the flocculent off, I put the pump back on, it won't move because yeah. it's gelled. So if you're going to do it, you've got to flush those yeah. injection lines. You've got to flush the injection lines, clean them out, or, or worst case scenario, I mean, a peristaltic pump will use next to nothing. You know, you've got next to nothing. I, I used to flush the lines. I'd get an old um, PAC barrel rinsed out. I used to fill it with water, yeah, and I used to just run the water through it. it you know, you'd be lucky if it's going to use a pound over lockdown in electric because there's absolutely yeah. nothing in it. Um, and I'm, t- I'm talking over an absolute month. Now, here's the next problem as well. If we're not doing essential travel, the original TN43 said, get the chlorine down to about one, you know, and keep it 7.2 to 7.4. Um, this was before we started discussing pHs of 7 and yeah. 0 to 7.4. 7, so if you know that you're not going to be there every few days, I'll be looking to keep it higher, purely, purely because who's filling up the day tank? And the other thing you've got to remember, how much bad chlorine did we have after the first lockdown because it sat there if you're using sodium hypochlorite and me and Robin discussed this with Dave Parry in our last podcast about the, the expiry dates and length of time and what happens to it yeah and I know, I'm, not, I'm not being funny some of you might be due an order yeah. next week yeah yeah Delivery. So, you know you want to be getting on the phone to Brentag and Univar and yeah. CPC and yeah. you know and ICL and, and oh, well whoever your supplier is you know just some of the boys that do this and saying to them, are you still delivering next week? And if you are, I need to make sure someone's going to be in the building. Or, or just delay it if you can, you know, just delay it. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's there, there's a whole host of issues in there, you know. And, and But op- option one, if you can, is probably the preferred option, really, uh, out with, you know, if, you, if you're able to accommodate it, uh, as we've said, uh, you, you know, by complying with the government guidelines. But it's, uh, it, what, what it does do is that keeping the main circulation going does prevent the algae issues, does prevent the, 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 the potential for a build-up of bacteria and dead spots. And it just, it just it's, yeah. it's, the, it's a more efficient option in terms of maintaining water quality. But it's not feasible. It's not always feasible. We know that. And that's why yeah. option two... There shouldn't be a third option, but we know there is a third option. But option two is, yeah. you know, I mean, a possibility. Robin, they can, they can even, get, if you've got it, get your pool cover yeah. on, your air handling reduced down. You don't need 100% fresh right, air yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, there's, so, you know, you can get the, uh, the air handling top down and then you can quite easily, um, you know, get the cover on, save a bit of money on that. Uh, you'll be laughing, won't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you know the the, the the real positive is that see if the second when the second of December comes, and if Big Boris and, and Nicola say let's go, we can open up for Christmas. All Evans hunky dory, then you're just you're so ready to go. You're just re- you're taking the pool cover off. You're just turning everything back up. You're good to go. You're opening within a couple of days. All you need, all you need really is a bacteriological sample that comes in clear. And you're yeah. in, and you'll you'll get that in three days. See, and if and you're if you're sensible enough, you'll have your company all ready to go. Maybe you know the day or a couple, you know possibly the day of you getting out of lockdown. 
you know, and, and it's just a case of getting getting the lab results in and then we're opening them back up to the public and we've got some and if, positivity. And if you can, can do it, what, what it says for the option one is you should monitor the pool test and, and free chlorine levels, check the, obviously the chemical controller, check the, the day tanks, you know, make sure they're full and also just be careful in that one. If you are using your VSDs and reduce it, keep an eye on it in the first few hours when you do this just to make sure your flow switch doesn't drop. You yes. might, have to be, might have to be pretty hot on the inline strainer because if that blocks a little bit and we've got reduced flow, it will drop. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then just visually check the pool. How many of you out there ended up with algae bloom? Oh, uh, I'm talking into a pools here. Now we're probably a little bit beyond that now, only purely because it's so cloudy and overcast and so dark just now. The UV rating in the sunlight's not really there, is it, Robin? To be fair, no, no. But it, it's uh, there's all different types of algae, and obviously the, mm. the sunlight helps it grow quicker. You'll still get it. You'll still still get you know the. It'll still get a wee hold, but obviously it'll not be anywhere near as bad as it as it would be normally during the summer. But what we don't want is uh, is it to get you know you to have any algae in the pool at all because then you have to deal with it, you know. And and we don't want to let it get started, and we don't want to get any dead spots and any bacteria build up in any part of the pool because that can affect your bacteriological test results when you get them done. So yeah, but we know that option one wasn't probably the preferred option come the first lockdown so we'll, we'll, we'll probably need to address option two because that's going to be yes the the option that, that that people will have no choice but to follow you know so wonder and stopping the circulation completely and and that's going to be probably the what people were forced to be doing you know do you know what though robin even if i did go for option two stopping the circulation i would still put the pool cover on it i keep the air hand over because oh, the yeah. amount of condensation build-up you can get, especially with the cold water coming in now, and how many older buildings have we got up there from the 60s and 70s and 80s? The insulation's not good, single glazing, big condensation build-up, you know, start getting wall tiles blowing. You know, I was only talking to a pool last week uh, out in Oxford, and they, they, they suffered with it. They've had poor air handling for years, and I spoke to the guy, I hadn't spoken to him for a while, uh, Frank, a guy I know called Gavin, and he was saying, Ian, you know, our air handling's been rubbish for years. He said, because we've not been able to do 100% fresh air, we've been shut. We never even opened up over lockdown. And that's a pull out and over, over in Oxford. Man. So, superchlorinate. Now, if you're going to superchlorinate, guys, uh, they suggest up to 20 parts per million. But initially, whatever you're going to use, whether it be calcium hypochlorite or sodium hypochlorite, your pH is going to jump. So, you have to back that up with a load of acid to get the pH down to 7.2 to 7.4. Okay? Now, at the same instance, you're going to need some water for a dilution test to make sure you're up at 20. Unless you've got an ace wee uh, photometer that does the high range. If you've got I do. a wee pound <laughs> test, uh, 7,500, or if you've got the chlorometer uh, duo, uh, good good kits that can test up to 50, mm. 50 milligrams per litre. Some of them can test up to over 200. So if you've got one of them, brilliant, and that's more accurate because doing doing a, a dilution test is tough and really we, you should be using deionized water if you're doing a dilution yeah. test. You can buy that out of B&Q, uh, you know, uh, the, for, it's the same water that's used for radiators, you know, so you, you can use that deionized water. So, yeah. Robin, do you know what I use water-wise to, to, to when I do a dilution test? If you, don't, don't tell me you distill your own. <laughs> no, well, I do in a way. I use them. Um, I use the condensed water from a tumble dryer. Oh, nice one, nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's obviously it's um, 
condensed from evaporation. There's no chlorine reading in it. Absolutely. If anyone's got a fish tank or keep, keep uh, marine marine fish, or you could even go like to the pet shops, they do uh, reverse osmosis water, RO water, which is uh, which is just as good. In fact, it's probably better than any any other water because there's absolutely nothing in that at all. Um, so, you, but you, but that to get a, an absolute guaranteed accurate reading, you need to use the deionized water or RO water, reverse osmosis water. Um, mm. and, and even then, you have to get your levels right. There's none of this uh, 8 mil samples or 11 mil samples. It needs to be bang on 10 mil, you know, and, and it has to be proper uh, measurements. No no half measures, no slap dash. Make sure you're getting it right. Otherwise, you could be sitting with 15 milligrams per litre as opposed to 20 or even 40 milligrams per litre as opposed to, to 20. And that's really important because, see, if you don't get measure your, your free chlorine right, when you come to opening up, you're going to be putting in either too much sodium thiosulfate to reduce it, or not enough, and you'll be chasing your yeah. tail potentially. When you we want we we want you opening up and, as soon as you can. Yeah. So to try uh, and prepare for that, that's the best thing. And let's just all remember the notification that. Bought, I mean, I know we've got a 28 days this time in England, and what we're looking at. But obviously, there's potential for who who believes what Boris says or or what Nicholas says or anything like that. Um, but just remember, last time, guys, how much notice they gave us. All along throughout, I know that Swim England were asking for three weeks' notice. Can we have three weeks' notice of the date? Three weeks' notice of the date? Three weeks' notice of the date? Yeah. Didn't we get something like seven days or eight days or something like that last time? Aye, no, listen. Do you know what? Uh, In Scotland, we were due to open up on the 14th of September, right? We got on the Friday. That was it. By the way, guys, you're you're allowed to open up on the Monday. And there was no chance of 90, 95% of pools, there was no chance of them managing that because that, that that didn't even allow them enough time to get back to the logical test. And and, and half of them were, 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 and this is something that we need to, you know, alert the listeners, listeners to, half of them were still doing their biofilm uh, removal at that point in time, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's another thing we're going to have to look at is the biofilm removal uh, back onto that. Maybe, that. maybe that's something that Ian and I can maybe do a wee podcast on during during the lockdown um is a wee bit more on the biofilm removal and more, I think you know I think Robin what we might try and do mate because if we have got a bit more free time me and you we might try and do two of these a week. Aye. See how here we go. Now guys as well so we're still in still in the second option here. Yeah. Uh, set off your chemical dose and pull circulation all the rest of it right. So I'm not being funny. You should be isolating the strainer basket, open it up, taking it out and there's a drain bung at the bottom of your strainer. Empty it. Otherwise, if you know if you're going to stop them, otherwise the pump and the bearings are all going to be sat there, and they just cease. Yeah, they just cease. They're wet. You need to dry it down. And the other thing, sorry, and I had a few of them pools do this was isolate the UV system. Obviously, switch it off. And again, it's got a drain valve at the bottom of it. If you leave the water just sat in there, not moving, it starts pitting the stainless steel um, inside, and it can it can ruin the system. Absolutely ruin the system. So yeah, so think about some of the key components you might got to drain down, drain off. Um, for this, Aye. I wouldn't. I definitely no, and, and you know, just one wee thing to add to that is that see for your uh, automatic controllers if you can just clean out the wee strainer as well because if there's any mm. uh, residue in there that can have a wee impact as well when you when you start it back up. Uh, it's best to clean it when you're closing it down as opposed to leaving it till you, you reopen. But 
Aye, absolutely, and great points, great points, and yeah, I mean that that's the likelihood is that most people will have to do follow this particular protocol because it's option two. So it's just it's a case of doing the right thing just now to help prepare you for opening back up and, and having less problems so that we can open up as quickly as we can when we get the go-ahead. So, yeah, no, definitely yeah. good. Great points, great points. Um, I'm just going to have a wee look at the technical note, actually. I mean, it takes two seconds to download, guys. Go on to www.putag.org, technical note 43. It's, if you, you must all have it already. If not, then get it because that's... Just, just to give the listeners a word of warning, when you do click on the technical note 43, when it goes to its page, it does say technical note 44 at the top. There's just a slight little error on the web page, but if you scroll down, it is 43. Aye, aye. Um, the, the only thing as well, I'd, I'd say to Robin, I would be tempted, and Robin, I know you might do microbiological testing, but I would be tempted not to cancel your tests for this month. The, ol that way the only thing there, Ian, is that it uh, might not be easy getting someone to come in and uh, mm. get the sample because it might not be seen as a essential uh, travel. But yes, yeah, just leave it as it is. They might come in, they might contact you. Um, you know, in fact, it would probably be uh, prudent to just uh, send them a wee courtesy email saying, uh, if you are intending to come in and collect a sample, then, uh, you know, phone us on this number so we can meet you and so on. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, or, or Robin, I'll be phoning them up and saying, what are the chances you can do the 30th of November? Aye, aye, aye. Get, get in quick now, honestly. Get yeah. in quick now because that's your, that's your, that's your option, isn't it? Aye. I've certainly spoke to clients to, today already in Scotland. We're not even in lockdown yet. And they've said, yeah, well, we're, we're, we'll, let's, uh, let's have a wee chat. Yeah, you know, you know? Around, around the 30th or, you know, somewhere yeah. along that date. Yeah. And, you know, and if, uh, Robin is available, Pioneer Pools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, with the with the demand Dean, I could be I might be you might be needing to hire a van and <laughs> joining in on this. That's that, well, that could be an option. The Robin, the thirtieth is a Monday. So you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh yeah, I mean do you know what? The listeners uh they can contact us through the Facebook page, they can contact us direct uh uh on the, you can contact me certainly through R. Mitchell at pioneeringpoolsolutions.co.uk. Ian, you can contact him on Samaritans. No, I'm only kidding. Ian, do you want to tell everyone what the best way to contact you is? Yeah, the, again, the full Facebook page here, it's um, Ian uh, Ogilvy6724 at gmail.com. I don't, I don't do biological testing. Let's just, uh, I'm going to put that out there. Robin <laughs> does offer that um, I don't actually do it, so please don't email me saying, can you come do a biological test? One day I might look at it, but um, as it stands just now, I don't actually do it. So yeah, Robin's your man. Robin's your man. Although you might see, at this rate, I'm going to be subcontracting in a white van driving around Scotland. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do the the, the English branch, the down in Aylesbury. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Ian and I will be, during lockdown, we'll be prostituting ourselves out to whoever's the highest bidder, you know. Since our, uh, all our work will be cancelled again, either that or we'll be the, you'll you'll have podcasts coming out your ears, guys. Um, I'm gonna have to probably shoot off because I'm. Uh, That's fine. No, this is this as I say, this was just a short, quick emergency podcast, really. Um, one we never planned. We plan to have another guest on this week, which we're hoping to do still. Uh, but that I think we'll have to double check because that might put a span in the works because I've got a feeling our, our our one this week who's a, who's a brilliant one to be fair. Um, We'll probably be shutting pools. I've got a horrible yeah, feeling. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Well, if not, we'll reschedule. So we'll reschedule. 
Um, once the dust settles, we will we'll probably try and get a couple of podcasts in per week anyway. So, and uh, yeah, any questions, guys, send them to us direct or on the Facebook page. Stay safe. Hopefully, hopefully, this is a short-term measure and we'll have our swimming pools open up very soon. Cheers, Robin. I'll speak to Cheers, you soon. Ian.